Episode 16 of What's the Chakkar? My name is Karan Madhok and I'm the editor and co-founder of the Chakkar. The Chakkar.com is an Indian arts review, a celebration of India's artistic creativity, where we publish writing on Indian music, film, literature, theater, art, sports, and more. We also publish creative works like poetry, fiction, photography, original art, etc. In this episode, I will interview a number of guests on recent trends in music, literature, and film and TV from India and abroad. In conversation today with Shasta Vaishnav, Pratik Santaram, and Adi Manral, we will discuss books by Krupa Gay and Gary Steingart, watch the blockbuster film 83, and showcase music by Aditi Ramesh. So strap in and let's go around the chakra. Welcoming back Shasta Vaishnav to What's the Chakkar. Shasta, how are you doing? Hi, Karan. I'm doing okay. I'm just actually recovering from COVID. So uh, I apologize in advance for any throat clearing I'm going to be doing because uh, that's the only symptom that I have right now, which is a little bit of a bad throat. So Listen, if, if, that's, the, if that's all you have, then consider yourself fortunate. <laughs> that's a little bit of yes. bad throat. Isn't, uh, it's something we can yeah. all live with. Um, yeah, this train was my luckily. So yeah, <laughs> but it gave me some time to read. So that's a good thing. So that's good to know. And and uh, <laughs> what have you read this month? Let's talk about your book. So this month, I've actually read a book that was published in 2021, which is okay. fairly rare for me because I don't read. I mean, there aren't many books I've read in the year of it being published. But um, so yeah, I mean, I read it in Jan, so almost 2021. Uh, and it's called What We Know About Her by Krupa Gay. Um, and, uh, so the thing is, I love, I love reading, um, Indian women on some level. I think maybe I'll be one of them someday, you know, but the minute this got to me, I was so intrigued by, you know, the title and what it said and everything. And, you know, I I just picked it up and I started reading it and it was just, it just flowed from there. I finished it quite quickly. So, um, it's actually, it's a, it's a beautifully described, very, very descriptive book about, uh, this girl who's sort of going back and rediscovering her roots and she's rediscovering her family and where she came from. And uh, it's set in Chennai and Varanasi, which is a nice contrast between, yeah, North and South. Hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, you should, you should read this. It's a very quick read and you'll enjoy it. It's, it's basically about this girl who uh, starts reading letters from her grandmother and her grand aunt to each other. And she wants to basically solve this mystery about what happened with her grand aunt. And her grand aunt is, was rather in her lifetime, a very famous Carnatic singer, Carnatic classical singer. So there's this her whole life and, you know, her, their traditional upbringing, their marriages, what happened, their careers and everything, which is sort of beautifully described in these letters. So it sort of goes back and forth between you know, those times and current times. And uh, what I really liked about it uh, is the way um, they've described these close-knit Tamil families, you know, there's very traditional families who have all these intrigues going on, but at the same time, um, you know, they're very secretive. So you have to sort of reveal, you sort of, you, you have to sort of go into the depths of what what happened in these houses and you know how how it impacts the generations after them 
so i think that was well done yeah like i said it flows quite well and it's very descriptive the cities are described beautifully and certain things i didn't also like about the book which uh, which is probably why i haven't rated it very high on goodreads and everything is mainly uh, the thing is i didn't like the fact that it gets very technical at times like she's talking too much about carnatic music and there are a lot of tamil phrases and tamil poems and i mean that's it's, it's great it's fine to have a you know a view of the vernacular in that sense like you know but i found a lot of the a lot of parts in the book very technical and uh, carnatic uh, focused you know so if you don't know much about carnatic music and everything it may not interest you those parts and the end was a big letdown you know karan because the thing is that this whole thing is a build up like it's called what we know about her this mystery this let these letters you know she's discovering her grand aunt and everything but the end was a letdown without giving away too much it was just very uh, vanilla very vanilla very like so much has been made over this you know and some parts were just sort of not explained it was almost like a short story where you have to sort of imagine the big, the rest you know and just one little part has been told to you so i find i found those things a bit of a letdown but in in general i do enjoy krupa gay's writing um i have also read recently i read a short story by her for live mint which was also quite nice it was about her school life i mean fictional maybe but it was about school girls at the certain point in their lives where you know people are sort of like in the in the later teenage years you know where people have groups and then they sort of grow out of the groups and things like that so quite quite well written um so yeah i enjoy her writing overall so overall i would say this was a good read with certain things i didn't quite enjoy but yeah it's called what we know about her um that's fascinating to hear you know that it's um that that she was able to pack so much of like a family mystery story in in what looks like a pretty thin book so because yeah. in um in in the last month's podcast uh, which i did with saurav sharma the the reading part i i read the lives of others by deep mukherjee which is like this amazing like family story you know and 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 it's like 600 pages long like it's a it's a real sort of like dickensy and dostoevsky and sort of like behemoth of of novels right it's amazing yeah. I, i have like amazing good things to say about it but then I, i i'm always i'm actually almost always more impressed with uh, authors who are able to tell a lot in a short amount of time it it's kind of and i feel envious towards authors like that i feel maybe they have more of a poetic background because i think the best poets are the ones who actually subtract uh, and and are able to tell you uh, the most in the least amount of time you know So yes. did did you feel that uh, I mean you you mentioned you read uh, other uh, Krupa Gay's uh, Krupa Gay's other work too do you feel this kind of a poetic flair to her writing like what about her writing style itself attracts you I'm not talking about the content as much but her her writing style I like her descriptive uh, I like how descriptive she is and I like how it it's a it's a very conversational writing style but at the same time it's very descriptive and she manages to demarcate her characters like for example you could tell the difference in the voice of the grand aunt when she was writing her letters as opposed to the voice of the grand of the protagonist grandmother you know because and you could sort of tell how different each character was just by the way their letters were written and you could in the letters the way uh, the families was de- were described the way the daily chores were described it's very descriptive and poetic in a way definitely but also conversational it doesn't exclude the reader it doesn't it's not uh, 
it's not indulgent writing you know it which is why i think when i just picked it up i just it just flowed you know it, i didn't for one minute feel okay now enough i'll go to another book or something you feel like going on and on you know which i feel is a gift because that's what we all want right we all want to engage our audiences in that sense so um she has also written a book called reverse remember which i would like to read actually because i love the way she describes nature and you know uh, things around her cities like she gets that flavor you can actually see banaras you can you can hear the rickshaws you can hear the aarti you can hear without having ever been there i could actually um, imagine the city in all its you know colorful glory so similarly with chennai so i think uh, that's what i like the most about her writing style that descriptive quality and i i tend to enjoy this in a lot of indian authors indian women authors especially like another one who comes to mind is shubhangi swaroop who wrote latitudes of longing which is again a beautiful book which i loved loved the descriptions um arundhati roy of course is like the you know <clears throat> like god of small things is absolutely the most uh, i've actually gone and reread every page for her descriptions of kerala and the way she's uh painted the picture of that village and you know right from the banana trees to i, I it's it's just beautiful the way she's described it so i do enjoy this style with a lot of indian women authors <laughs> there also seems to be something about uh, you know speaking of uh, indian women authors with great descriptive styles i also as you were speaking also thought about kiran desai uh, someone else yes. who's really good in that it, there also seems to be something about uh, authors from kerala uh, it's maybe something may, maybe something in the natural scope there it is god's own country after all uh, it is such a lush sort of uh, lush world uh, every every good literary novel i've read uh, from somebody from kerala uh almost inevitably ends up being so beautifully like enmeshed with nature so so that's exciting to hear and as someone who's from banaras uh, i would i would love to hear and i love to read anything about my hometown because it's just uh, it 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 kind of excites me to know someone else is interested in it <laughs> yeah yeah so you like this book a lot in fact i like the whole juxtaposition of the south and north you know like a tamilian family living in banaras it's it was quite different you know so So uh Shasta I also read something yes. pretty recent. Uh since okay. we talked about you picked up a book that was in 2021 so did I uh, I read um uh, Gary Steingart's latest book it's called Our Country Friends. Gary Steingart is uh, I think he's a Russian born American author. He's he's sort of known to be one of the true masters of satire or of like farcical writing or or satirical literature you know so a lot of books he's written a lot of novels he's written a kind of funny but they're also you know they also there's a kind of humor that hits you in the gut in a way before this i'd read absurdistan which was just a hilarious novel uh he's very famous for super sad true love story uh this one is you know it's being considered by many people as his finest work you know uh, i think the new york times said this was the best novel he's written it's it's up there for me it's 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 pretty damn good uh and it's probably the most um it's probably the best novel i've read about the pandemic or life uh during and post pandemic so just to put it like um in in it, the the in general the plot is pretty simple there is a russian american author and his wife who own a, a a bunch of land i think they own this huge villa somewhere out in you know upstate new york outside new york I, I actually I'm not even sure if it's in New York state but somewhere outside the city 
in America, uh, where you have to take a long drive to or take a train to get to. And during the pandemic, he decides that him and a bunch of his close friends, and these are all people in their uh, mid to late 40s, they all got to meet together and spend the pandemic there together. So it's okay. him, his wife, uh, who's, who's I think is a therapist, his, uh, their daughter, who is like really obsessed with BTS uh, and just like uh, K-pop in general, their high school friends, uh, one of whom is a Korean-American who has discovered this very successful new app, this woman, and then this Indian-American, this Indian man who is a struggling writer, uh, a couple other friends, like a former student, an, another old friend, and, and they all get together to, to basically spend their pandemic in this, uh, this main protagonist's country house. This main protagonist, his name is... Uh, Senderovsky. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Alexander Sasha Senderovsky. So basically, this story is kind of told in a. Uh, I was uh, Steingart was very influenced by Chekhov, as I'm sure almost every author is. But especially if you're of Russian origin, Chekhov is going to play a major part in your, uh, major part in your sort of literary growing up, right? It's almost written as a Chekhovian play, but in 2021, and with all the humor of Steingart and with and in prose, right? So, so, so there's a lot of entanglements between these characters. You know, someone has a lifelong crush on somebody else. Somebody's wife is unhappy with someone else. The, the daughter is kind of like, you know, getting out of control. They're trying to figure her out a little bit. And, but at the same time, they're still all friends. They're still in somewhat peace. And this whole peace is destroyed when um, an unnamed actor also joins this group. Now, they never named this actor. And Steingart hasn't said who, which real life uh, Hollywood star is supposed to be this particular. Oh actor. wow! Um, but basically, the, the the story is that the main uh, the main author, Senderovsky, is writing. Uh, I think one of his novels is going to be set to be made into a screenplay for a film. So, and this actor wants to uh, spend time with the author to get to learn about this. And he's like this very self centered actor who thinks very highly of himself. So he shows up and no one knows him. Everyone knows him as a celebrity, but no one knows him personally. And he kind of like destroys this perfect little like a pool of friendship that these guys have. And then from there on, this the entanglements just grow and grow. It's it's really funny, this novel. It's not like ha ha ha, like I'm rolling around laughing funny, but just the the premise of 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 the situational comedy is really, really funny. And um and by the end, it, it did leave me with a lot to think about. Yeah, I think it, it's like the best of Steingart and the best of co- comedy novels, so to say. Not that this is a comedy novel uh, per se, but but even the lighthearted novels should leave you with something heavy in the end. Uh, and I think Steingart does that really well. So I would I would really recommend it. It was probably, you know, I, I, I finished it a few weeks ago. It's too early to say, but it's the, I think it's already going to be in my best of 2022 list, uh, even though I read it nice. in January. Uh, so yeah, no, so that's, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> it totally sounds like your kind of book, Karan. I don't know why, but we have <laughs> now, I think after a year of doing this, we have these styles of the kind of books that we read. And this is just your style. Like, you know, everything that you like, you, I think you like in, um, you know, in terms of books, this seems, this one seems to have. So, yeah. It, it's, I mean, um, normally if, if I was told the premise without knowing, I, I think I chose it based on the author. I think Steingart is someone who I've read his work before. I've enjoyed his work before. If someone yeah. had told me just the general pre- a premise of 
six or seven friends. I think I, I think there's eight of them. I think eight main characters spending time together in a house. I don't know if that would be interesting enough for me to read a 300-page novel. But I yeah. think I, I trusted Steingart um, and his sort of, you know, masterful sort of control of, of these relationships. And I think what he did really well in this novel is something that um, myself as a writer and a lot of other writers would like to learn from, which is, you know, he he handled complexities and, and motivations really well. So everyone was important in their motivations. Everyone had their complexity. It wasn't like there was one main person who we were supposed to lean towards. Uh, all the characters were dealt with really well. Uh, and so, so, so it, made, it made the entanglements all the more interesting. Uh, my wife and I were actually reading this together at the same time. You know, so I would read a few, okay. pages, read a few pages. And it was one of those novels. That it, it kind of felt great because normally we read completely different things. So it was fun for us to zone in. And we, we, we were discussing this novel the way we would discuss, you know, like a drama show, like a Netflix show or an HBO show. Because we were yeah. like catching up, we're like, oh, have you reached that far yet? Have you reached to that part yet? So you have your own copies, obviously. You don't share one. No, no, we shared the copy. We shared the copy. Oh, you shared it? Yeah, yeah. We would, oh, wow. just, uh, we would okay. take times, you know, uh, we would take turns reading it. And I think eventually she ended up getting it on her, um, on, like an e-version of it. So because, right, right. because I actually, she, like for me, I, I'm usually reading three or four things at the same time. So, so even same. though I started before her, she finished long before me. She, she was like, I'm just going to get this. You're taking too long. I'm just gonna get it on my uh, on my phone and uh, and and get it done with as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, you know, if, if somebody were to read were to see the books I'm reading at at the same time, they would be like, "What genre is is this woman even like? What is she?" Because one book will be like a Nora Roberts or some fantasy fiction. One book will be like you know a serious book. One is like a random. Uh, you know, like book on like diets or habits or whatever else, you know, so it's like one is on advertising. So at, at any given point, I'm reading four books on such totally different genres, like from such totally different genres. So I feel that's the best guess, way to do it. I feel that's exactly how you should do it because, you know, you don't want to be, otherwise, why read different books at the same time, right? If, if they all yes. want to be similar, then you are, then you're more likely to actually confuse the plot. Like it's all gonna be it's all gonna be like spider web together in a way. Um, Definitely. I think for next time I'm reading a book by Alice Munro and this time okay. it's short stories. Oh, yeah. Great, so great. yeah, yeah, we'd have more to discuss. <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh Shasta, so thank you so much for joining us for this month's podcast. And um, thank you. And you read uh Kripa Gay's uh What We Know About Her. Kripa Gay's What We Know About Her. Yeah. And I had Gary Steingart's Our Country Friends. Thank you so much, Asta. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Welcome back, Pratik Santram, to What's the Chakkar. Uh, Pratik, for this month's entertainment option, you know, we do films, TV. We have usually been like, you know, pandemic lazy boys, which means that whatever we watch is something we watch at home. It's streaming at home on our laptop, on our yeah. screen or whatever. But Socially distant people, yes. Yeah. But then we braved it out this month. We, we went out of the mm. comfort zone. We, we went out to the real world. You went before Omicron. I went after Omicron. After. And, uh, and I guess the success of this film is the fact that it was, it's kind of survived Omicron. <laughs> it was still out of yeah. shape. <laughs> so, yeah. so the film I'm talking about is 83 uh, by Kabir Khan. which is, uh, uh, And I would say this is probably the first time we're talking about a mainstream Bollywood filmy kind of film 
uh, a current one. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we spoke about Lagan, but I was almost looking back yeah. at Lagan. This movie yeah. just come out, and uh, we're actually talking about a Bollywood block, Bollywood blockbuster in the traditional sense. कल बड़ा मैच है ना? It's a do and die. क्या <laughs> है? You mean do or die? So now in 1983 we come here and our captain says we'll beat the West Indies. Hey, क्या पागल हो गया रे हमारे captain? Gentlemen, line up, please. Everybody, look in the lens. What do you think are your team's chances in the cup? We here to win. To win the World Cup. What as we here for? <laughs> I don't think the Indians can quite see the ball hit. 83 is quite simply the story of uh, India's 1983 World Cup triumph in England. And honestly, like uh, you had described this to me a month ago, that that it's just yeah. a straightforward World Cup story. And it was that. It, there's very little else be, uh, beside. Like I always yeah. thought of it as a like, dramatic documentary, more than. And mm. I mean that both as a compliment and like a slight criticism. Yeah, we'll get to that. And mm. I, I, I like the decision you had told me about this. I like the decision that to, the length of the movie was basically India's tour in England. You know, but it's nice. Yeah. This is what it's about. Yeah. It's the story of the cricket tournament and almost very little else. Stars yeah. Ranveer Singh as Kapil Dev, Deepika Padukone as his wife. Uh, is it Padukone or Padukone? That's a. I think it's Padukone. Okay. I mean, for I, this I purpose. Today. Because, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is so Padukone. We will stick with the pickup Padukone because Pankaj uh, Tripathi, Jiva, like a bunch of you know uh, sort of mainstream and smaller actors. We we'll get into that later. I would like you to tell me some trivia about the actors a bit later. And then you know, of course, uh, the main event is that it the movie is nostalgia, na? Like it's about all the heroes of 1983 World Cup. So Kapil Dev, Sunil Gavaskar, Shrikant, Mohinder Amarnath, Yashpal Sharma, Roger Bini, everyone like that. I watched in the theater just two days ago. I went alone, went alone to the movie mm. theater during a matinee daytime show at free time, and I watched this film. And I, I kind of wish I had seen it in um, you know, I wish, I wish there was no pandemic for many reasons, but especially for the reasons of this movie because it had that feel of like you're actually watching a cricket match in a stadium kind of feel. They yeah. they did a pretty good yeah. job of this. So uh, before I talk any more, Pratik, passing on the stage to you, what were your reactions about you? You are of course. You know the resident, I mean, cricket fan, cricket lover, cricket expert here. Both of us are too young to actually. We were born after '83, so that yeah. World Cup doesn't matter to us. But we were born in the generation that directly influenced by what '83 World Cup did for cricket and for India society in general. What was your experience of watching this film first of all? So very honestly, like with with sports films in India, and this is this is what I was telling you also that sports films in India. First of all, you don't go in with high expectations to begin with. and even if it's a good film there's too much drama filled in it you know what i mean like and i guess like you you could make an excellent film but it becomes like it becomes almost like a cliche then that it you know and you know all the excellent films that okay good films that we've seen uh, sports films we've seen uh, like bhag bhag milka mag which is like another biopic an athlete of course one of india's greatest athletes uh, milka singh you know great film great film and even like the flashbacks and all the work really well but it But movies like that are not exactly sports films. Like it's a biopic. I get it of an athlete, so the sport isn't focused on. So I, I actually went in with say, thinking that it's going to be a movie about Kapil Dev, uh, about how he met his wife, uh, flashbacks to his life, uh, and they're going to have some cricket in the middle. Uh, the way because, it usually is. And I think the reason, not just you, I think a lot of viewers felt that way is because the two biggest stars are Ranveer mm. and Deepika playing Kapil and his wife. Yeah. So it, 
so it, it would make sense for the movie to be about them and not about the team as a whole yeah and even the trailer like for people i was very excited for this film anyway but in the trailer also you know they, they had these like shots of like people crying and all which we'll talk about the melodrama a little later but but i honestly thought it, the cricket would still take a back seat but i was very pleasantly surprised so like um just to the movie i told you know it it almost starts in england and ends in england like that's it i mean there are there are few scenes outside of it as well which uh, which i guess were necessary for, for the film but the main story just stays there and i i was i was very pleasantly surprised of course the movie has flaws the movie is it's not a perfect film so to speak in any way but i found it thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable and yeah i mean the fact that again no spoilers here but the fact that they show at least 10 minutes of each and every match that they actually played during <laughs> the world cup during the 83 world cup that really surprised me that so the bulk or at least a good part of the movie is just on the cricket field it really is like a proper cricket film i i would say this is um, i feel i feel this is the greatest cricket film ever made lagan is the greatest film that includes cricket but 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 but, but what i mean by that is that uh, just to echo what you said they actually played cricket properly in this film like this is mm-hmm. the most realistic version of the game i've ever seen on screen um at least yeah. in the mainstream film i you know uh, maybe i'm forgetting mm-hmm. something but uh it really felt like we were watching cricket matches and i felt uh, they, they they really take you there they really it, it didn't feel like in actors acting you know yeah yeah i mean they did a really good job like even um, the way they well I, i guess like the casting i would say at least the looks wise might have been weird in some places but as far as like casting goes and you're talking about like people who are playing there are, there are punjabi uh, pop stars actually one of them is hardi sandhu Yeah. Uh, and he actually was part of the under 19 world cup he was a cricketer himself uh, who almost became like a, a professional cricketer so you know great casting that way it's quite, it's very believable and i think one of the best things and so maybe you want to talk about slater but one of the best things is because almost all the games are on camera people can actually refer to them even the quality wasn't great at that time and you might not have full games but you do have all these key moments and uh, yeah i actually came back and i was uh, after watching the film and i was i was comparing the actual incidents uh, like the the important wickets and the great shots and the great innings and the they have done a fantastic uh, uh, who's who's joy is it who gets injured like i think that moment is exactly oh, how it was in real life it's exactly how it is uh, madanlal's innings i mean i i actually thought the movie did it uh, did a, might have like exaggerated but no it's exactly the same the only exaggeration the only game that is exaggerated is of course the greatest game that no one ever got to see is a uh, couple of days 175 yeah, yeah. and in the film itself i, I don't know if you notice this but they do exaggerate in that a little bit hmm. in the sense of the length of his sixes probably <laughs> that's that's what that's that what's wrong to me and, and i think they, they took artistic license because uh, that was the, that game wasn't seen it wasn't broadcast which is crazy i mean speaking of kapil dev i have to say uh, ranveer singh as kapil dev is re- honestly remarkable you know uh, i think he's yeah. he, one of his finest acting jobs and he's he's been good in a lot of films but he's mm. really like you know kapil dev is an awkward guy <laughs> like even <laughs> you know like even though he's one of like cricketing gods of india he, he yeah. he's an awkward human being he um and i know that a lot of awkwardness was uh, placed on the fact that his english was weak but i think even in punjabi and in hindi he's an awkward human being i just think he's an understated guy he's he's got this like sort of internalized intensity about him but outside he's awkward mm. and that that was so well depicted by ranveer that like uh, he 
it was understated it was an understated form of leadership that uh, mm. that he had as a you know it wasn't any ra ra like chal hum kal dikhayenge it was actually yeah. uh, I, i'm glad of i'm glad that they showed kapil dev as closely as they could have in this film i think ranveer the way he captured uh, kapil dev having to captain people who were way senior to him i mean he was captaining sunil gavaskar sunil gavaskar at that time was already a legend and many things to say about sunil gavaskar <laughs> Like the actor, the the movie no, or no, no. the the person, so like the person. He was. I, 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 I'm glad that I saw this because I I I didn't I hadn't read up on my history of '83 World Cup that much. I just knew yeah, the yeah. names, you know. I didn't. I, I'm not mm. that hardcore into the sport as more anymore. But I didn't realize how trash Kavaskar was. Like his leading score was 25. He was yeah. te- he he honestly was playing this as a as a test match, but not even a good test match. He played it as the worst possible yeah. test match. I don't know why he was in the team. He should have never been part of this team. He was depressed the whole time, like so. I, I just like like I think it 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 makes I have more respect for Kapil Dev for for managing the ego of a big star and still coming yeah, out yeah, triumphant. Yeah. You know, I think that 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 yeah. that goes on a lot. Also, by I, I, I forgot I forgot these overs were uh, these games were sixty overs 60. long. Yeah, and and making two hundred twenty twenty thirty was a big deal in sixty overs. Big deal. You know? yeah. They used to have a lunch break. They used to have a lunch break in the first innings, <laughs> during the and, first innings. And then one of the games uh, happened like they, they continued after the rain, which they don't do anymore. Yeah. I think the like yeah, uh, yeah. used to have a rain day. Yeah, the sets of early eighties England also like I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Do, do you want to speak about the one seventy five a little bit more? I, I know that that we are now veering away from the film to the real life. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. real life innings, it, it must have been the greatest innings until that point in international cricket, right? It was. I mean, it was a, it was a world record. It was India's first century in uh, one in, international in one in ODI, and it was one hundred and seventy five. Like insane, that's insane. Yeah. That's like somebody. It's like Rohit Sharma scoring two hundred and sixty in his first game or something. You know, it's it's it was that big. And um, and and the situation called for it. Like the team was seventeen yeah. for five or something, five, yeah. and yeah. they had to win to survive. So Socho like yeah. it's he like honestly uh, uh, Kapil Dev really feels like he should have been a modern player. He should have been born. I mean, <laughs> he was really good then also, but he would have made he would have been a billionaire in the IPL if he had if he was he, he, was, played he, was, a, he was an excellent. He would have been an excellent T Twenty player. Like, but mm-hmm. uh, just apart from that, like I don't say I mean that must have been something to watch. I I mean I wish there was some sort of video record uh, recording of this because. The people who watched the match. I mean, there were his teammates, and obviously, this becomes like legend, uh, mm. becomes like a myth. So you know, there's lots of all the stories attached. But just the numbers. If you just look at the sheer numbers. So I went back and I was actually, as I said, in the whole night, I was looking up uh, stuff about the '83 World Cup, and I was looking at like he, that's what he did till the third. I don't know till the 45th over or something. He hadn't hit a six something, and oh, then really? when he started hitting, and then he hit those six sixes or whatever, and mm. uh, not in one over, but still. And at that time, it was unheard of. The only other player who could do that probably was Viv Richards. Was who, Viv Richards. By the no, way, no. Viv Richards. Which, which, by the way, the casting for the West Indies team was also amazing because, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, the the guy who plays Malcolm Marshall is Malcolm Marshall's son. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did. Uh, um, so what's funny is that I'm glad he bought up the West Indies because, uh, like, first of all, I think for every real Indian cricket fan, West Indies is a second favorite team. Just because, like we 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 have we have beef with our South Asian neighbors, we we yeah. definitely don't like Australia and England and all that. And West Indies yeah. has Brian Lara, so it was like always like yeah. I think we I always felt a kinship. If if India is not gonna win, it's okay. West Indies win, 
And yeah. the way they showed West Indies was like fearsome, but it's also respectful. Like Indian players respected the West Indies players. Viv Richards was like a god. And the funny thing was, I was watching the the current India West Indies series is going on. So it's kind of fun yeah, to yeah, see yeah. like how much things have changed uh, <laughs> from from back from then to now. Like, they were the invincible Windies. Like the, the I think you know what. <laughs> So just quickly going back to Sunil Gavaskar because I just have to say this. I really wish they had shown some sort of sort of flashback mm-hmm. to like the 1975, I think, where where he scored 36 not out from 174 balls. Something crazy, I wish they had yeah. shown that. <laughs> but but to come back to but again uh, the way they were shown uh, the West Indies were depicted in the film, even though they are, they are based on real people. But you know, Indian filmmakers usually have this way of like uh, vilifying the opposition. Yeah, so they would have yeah. shown something that they're snarling or there's something. Uh-huh. But it was exactly like the way you see them in the old tapes. You know, yep. they're exactly the same way. I mean, they were yeah, they were mean. They were they, yeah. were, they were aggressive. But, but the mean that's is what they bad. were. Yeah, like it was mean, Maria. They yeah, were great sports. Like they were a formidable team. They were the strongest team in the world mm-hmm. at the time. So I'm glad they showed showed them that way. I mean, and there is a lot of respect, of course, to uh, people like Viv Richards, to Andy Roberts, uh, all the like Clive Lloyd. So there's nothing disrespectful about uh, the way that, that they were depicted. Uh, so it, it, I think that's why I, again the movie again as we were saying does have a, its flaws could have been done better in a few places but for most part I think sports wise it's one of the best ones because because they couldn't veer too much away from real life because people can compare it so it's and I want to talk about some of these flaws um, you mentioned that you know you jokingly said that they should have talked about the flashback to um, Sunil Gavaskar's innings I feel that in general they should have given more I think the decision to only have it about the tour in England it hurt them in one way because it didn't really fully give the context of what this means to India, this World Cup. 1983, where does cricket stand? Where does India stand geopolitically? What is India's relationship with England? To win this Mm. in England, a country which uh, used to rule us recently, what is India's relationship with um, the sport of cricket as compared to hockey, which was supposedly a best sport until then? And yeah. This World Cup pretty much changed the narrative for cricket. Um, it's just like th- that context of these players, where they come from. Like they tried to show that BCCI back then was just a Kachara office and <laughs> no one was paying attention. Like, yeah, fine, yeah, that yeah. was nice. But still, like in general, uh, I don't think they did enough of that. Uh, and to me, like the patriotism parts, you know, when it just felt... It was They were trying to get the easy cheers and tears. That's what I call it. it exactly. It, it, it really came out a bit hollow to me because I honestly didn't, I honestly don't think it, it felt very manufactured. It didn't feel like okay, organically people were being patriotic about. Um, I think it was one of those things that was like a token patriotic. There, there are a couple of moments like that. They, they you know, that when they're going back too many. in the bus and and it's just like, it's just like, man, this feels so out of place because it, for, for most part, the film is not like that. But when yeah. they do come up, Exactly. Like they're long. They're really long sequences. I mean, dude, like you could have. They made up that entire uh, narrative about the riot in the town and the cricket game. Yeah. It, it was so. I I I respect their <laughs> their intentions. I, I know what they were trying to do to show okay, all India's united behind the team. I'm ek all that. Yeah. But it, it just came out as you said so awkward because it it was tonally so different from um from like the actual. Film, like you know, it was it was kind of cringeworthy. Exactly. The one the one point that uh, I don't know if uh, this still happens. It almost looked like a very incomplete storyline about again no spoilers, guys, but about Roger Binney. Yes, the Anglo Indian. Yeah. Yeah, there was so much. It was a there. very 
there was so much very abrupt there. yeah because we are not sure exactly what he's talking about i wish that followed up with that it's a very abrupt sequence uh which i'm sure i don't know time constraints or what it was but they cut out that but why did they leave that part in i i so very weird they they had for, for almost every player they had one little thing ki acha for shrikanth he's married but he's having he needs his south indian food abroad and then for um uh amarnath his father he, he can never make his father proud of him it yeah, yeah. again i like it it just it just felt awkward the way they were doing it it almost felt like a token thing also there was entirely too much deepika padukone in this film like i i really like deepika she's awesome but why why is she in this film what's going on it did it did not fit well for me even though there wasn't a whole lot of her but yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying it, it, there was it, too much yeah. <laughs> tell me some uh, more fun fact about this like i know obviously kapil dev and uh, mohindra manath both make cameos yeah any other like interesting tidbits that you picked up from your own research about this film so a lot of the incidents that you see like Chris, if you uh shrikant when he he goes and he talks and he he tells everybody in that uh, whatever that is the press no, it's not a press conference some I, sort I, of at the gathering. at the dinner at the party yeah, yeah. at the dinner yeah, yeah. when he, when he goes and he says that oh our captain is crazy that he wants yeah. to pagal hai ye ye world cup jeetna chahta hai and uh, so but, but those those incidents were made up from their recollections now so I mean, so actually, word for word, almost of their recollections. There is, there is a when they launched this film, mm-hmm. so they had all these players come up and then tell a few stories about the World Cup. So the entire narrative of the film is actually made up from that. Anecdotes. So it, it's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go back, it's almost two hour video. It's on YouTube, and you watch this when they launched the film uh, with Dhanveer Singh, and I think the rest of the cast wasn't decided yet. But all these other the actual creators came up, and they were telling these stories. So most of it is made up from that. even the even the stress uh, when they stress i think they mentioned quite uh, two or three times when they say that oh we are flying to america mm-hmm. uk is just yeah, a stop yeah. on the way they're yeah. going for their honeymoon or they're the just honeymoon. going for a holiday ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, so people if this is confusing you please do go and watch the film uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It's, it's all there it's, but it, a lot of it is based on the recollection today not necessarily the way it happened uh, especially like again there, there were these cringy moments where uh, you know when shrikant winks at the queen so, yeah, yeah. which is i mean it's funny but again it's yeah. out of place of the film which oh, yeah. kind of just tells you like the film the good parts of the film are really good yeah it, it you know but the thing is it it was really funny so this movie had a lot of like really funny moments and i think yeah it was uh, but by the way you know what was my favorite part in the movie mm. during the final when when a young sachin tendulkar comes in to watch the game meri aankhon mein aansu aa gaye the i was like ye hai this is the no, there's God another scene where god has entered the scene <laughs> yeah there's another scene where they're showing a mumbai family and there's like are ye chakka maar diya is you know uh-huh. i thought that would be sachin but no, I, not, i was uh-huh. like almost glad that they didn't do do that but they did show him in the end oh sorry for spoiling uh-huh. this uh-huh. but yeah That's sachin right. in the movie guys <laughs> oh that's true watch the movie he <laughs> <laughs> spoiled it no all that but, but I... i knew sachin would make an appearance ha, he had because to. that There's is no... sachin's uh-huh. turning point as well that's when yeah, sachin it... became wanted to become a serious cricketer yeah yeah you know i mean all this said like obviously the film had its flaws it's it really felt like the, the research wasn't the the research was from the story it felt like a bunch of the, the uncles have told their stories and so like let's get all the stories into this fun thing but you know it was definitely entertaining the movie it was a lot of fun it uh, i think mm-hmm. it, it 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 was a fun movie and and it 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 won't leave the fans of cricket in india disappointed and i think those no. are the two main jobs of this so 
you know it's it's nothing much deeper than that it's like just those that shallow level aim and i think it it sort of uh, it it checked the box in 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 its yeah. aim in that way did you how many people were in, in the theater with you not many uh, maybe just it was like a matinee show so maybe just 10 15 oh, so it wasn't like yeah yeah people people weren't getting excited in that same way that, that i watched it with like a bigger crowd which was probably unsafe but yeah we, but but anyway uh, but Because here is Sureshin, guys. Who was listening and hasn't seen the movie yet? If you are waiting for it to come on an OTT platform, that's great. Uh, please be safe. But but watch it with as many people as you can. If you are a cricket fan, a sports fan, or just like if you just want like a nice movie to watch, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun with more people watching. That's that's what I'm saying. Chal Pratik, uh, thank you for joining me for this month. This was a this was a, a break from our usual like more serious uh, films that mm. we talk about. This was you know just a pure masala film. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad I went out and watched it. Thank you so much, and have a good day. Ari Manral is here to talk to us about uh, music news in India over the last month. Uh, the music we've been listening to, and of course, we'll eventually get to our song of the month to close out this podcast. Um, Ari, how are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Karan just got back to Landore to Masuri. we've all been scattered around and uh, happy to be back and listening to a bunch of music um, yeah how are you doing i'm good did did you get time in your in your break in your holiday to uh, to to pick up some new stuff or, or what have you been listening to like what's been on your vacation playlist <laughs> I, to say yeah i i'll tell you there was a, so we were in goa and i i remember we were living in this beach shack mm-hmm. and this guy has been trying to sell us this uh, small little um, you know dholki or drama whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and he keeps showing me all the sizes that he has like ye chota wala this is the big wala sir aap le lo le lo there's no tourists coming and suddenly there there's a bunch of kids uh, you know visiting that same place one fine day on a week and this guy breaks into a pardesi pardesi on top mm-hmm. of his voice like you remember that pardesi song from dv and he sings it so well he wow. sings it so well that i was so surprised that this guy is uh, selling drums but is such a good uh, Wow. musician himself but uh, yeah that's the kind of music that that's i've been my, into <laughs> pardesi is my uh, I, I, uh, pardesi from dev dina i think i think that is my favorite uh, bollywood indian whatever you want to call it i think that's my favorite indian song ever it's so great it's no no you're among... getting it wrong that not that pardesi i think so he's like so the, he's singing the old purana pardesi pardesi jana nahi okay different pardesi nahi <laughs> nahi i'm talking about the more but, modern but yeah. pardesi <laughs> yeah so i did get a live gig so you know he he did pardesi he did many many other songs so that was cool mm. so that was the highlight of my uh, trip to goa uh, and the music that i uh, that i got to hear but yeah apart from that there's been a lot of good good stuff uh, i i really like a band called wild rivers okay. and um, they they it's just a band and it's a band that plays uh, good music they play all their stuff and they've come up with a album called sidelines and mm. i i really like that it's it's i i had discovered their music last year they're not big at all they're just very small but it's everything that you hear is very pop otherwise like you know like you hear music that's made up um, uh so you are always wanting to listen to a band and so this is what you get like you know you get nice soothing soft music which is played by a band you know there's a male vocalist and a female vocalist and uh, just good stuff good guitar licks and um, yeah that's something that i've been listening in the past couple of days 
Adi, um, you, what about you, you? You couldn't have been more vague. You described this band as a band. You said they have vocalists and they have guitars. So, so all band, so bandy hota hai. Like, can you give more details? No, no. So, in this, Ajit said there are female vocalists too. Vocals too. Let's go. Okay. I think. Is there some details? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I think what what. Well, what I'm trying to say is that you don't get that good band music as well. Like you know, you just want to hear the four band elements, which is a drum, a bass line, a guitar, and the vocals coming out. No, um, you know, you're not using any of those electronic stuff to enhance the sound. That's what you get in the pop music. Mm. So you know, when bands are playing pop music and they're they're doing it fairly and just using the the, the stuff that they have, okay. uh, sometimes it really connects with you. It's it's kind of like that. Uh, you know those old folks we we did talk about neil young before but but you know like those guys when they play music when when four guys like beatles you know like they get together they're playing pop music but it's it's nice like you know it's it's it connects with you so so yeah in that in that way it's still very vague so you know <laughs> so, so so speaking of neil young obviously he's been, he's been in the news recently um for taking his songs off spotify have you been following the news what's your opinion on this sort mm-hmm. of like like this has potential to become a much bigger story in like the larger music industry if other uh, like bigger artists start doing and i'm not saying neil young is a big but what i mean that the that the artists that today's kids are streaming you know if if yeah. artists like you know billy eilish if artists like kendrick lamar if artists like drake if they start taking an action like this it could have just like a huge effect on the industry right yeah that's true but again like it's you know like um Spotify is no um, you know like not a clean platform like they don't pay so well and all of that but it does uh, help you know people find or explore young artists who may not necessarily be looking for money maybe they're just looking for exposure people like me um so it does some justice but the whole this whole thing ah uh, it's so weird because all of these guys are big muscle people you know neil young big muscle you know joe rogan he's 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 anyways filthy anyways so you know that guy and then then spotify like you know they're all throwing their weight around like oh you and and we're just watching and um, thinking about like hey you know yeah you can do that and we can have opinions on like but but the bottom line is what about us like you can take your catalog away put it on apple you still have a huge catalog uh we don't have any voice like we we can't really be doing that and uh So, so, so Spotify that's what I mean. can uh, uh, arm uh, twist people. Uh, Neil Young can do this too. Like it's also arm twisting that hey, you take that guy out, cancel him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, otherwise, I'm putting my music there, and that's what he did. No, so, so I'm not so, sure. Like so, so, yeah. so, so what I mean is exactly that. See, um, I'm not talking about uh, the smaller artist. I'm saying that if th- this could have a big effect, if bigger artists or or or, or more relevant artists in 2022 than even Neil Young. start doing this because neil young with yeah. all due respect isn't being streamed by most of the people in 2022 he's not that big anymore you know uh, people are streaming drake people are streaming katy perry whatever you know rihanna beyonce if artists like they start acting uh, based on you know whatever the political opinions is i feel it could have a big change on you know the way spotify does things because spotify in this case they took joe rogan's side but if say Rihanna and Beyonce and all start doing the same thing. They're gonna be in real contrary, right? Yeah, but 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 the whole thing was quite ugly. Like ugly in a way, like it's um, it's not uh, 
not taking neil young's side or anybody's side mm-hmm. but it's just not uh, you can't relate to it i can't relate to it i mean neil young was probably in my top 20 <laughs> musicians from last year i'm sure like i've heard so much music in last year uh, streamed his music on spotify um but you're right like if other folks would start doing that um it'll become a shit show for spotify and it'll yeah but but it just shows you how much power each of these uh, folks have and um, it shouldn't be that way we're talking about music and we're talking about but i guess music was connected to you know other issues as well so neil young takes this quite seriously that you know my music shouldn't be reflecting is, any of those values music is art and art is political you can't uh, it's yeah, hard to separate correct. the two uh, yeah. see that's why you should be like me where I, i just i download my music i keep it on my hard drive i can <laughs> listen to anyone any time i want who i like okay that's, yeah yeah <laughs> now it makes uh, yeah <laughs> because for me my strategy has always been I want my music to be available in Landor Masuri where the network is terrible. I don't want to rely There's on no the internet to give me uh, yeah. my musical satisfaction. So I uh, similarly yeah. I need my my print novel. I don't want my e-Kindle. Okay, I want yeah. I want a, I want a printed novel and I want I'm I'm still like yeah. a grandfather in this sense. Um uh <laughs> anyways um let's yeah. let's bring things back Adi uh, I, I want to change uh, topics. suddenly sticking with music but let's talk about our artist of the month and our song of the month uh you chose a, a very fun young up and coming artist uh, uh indian singer aditi ramesh and we chose her song her new song shakti uh she came out with this a uh, very fun new video a couple of months ago so tell me about aditi ramesh and uh, and why did you choose this song well just some 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 points here that i'm going to make is that aditi ramesh is uh, probably not an upcoming artist in indian uh, music scene of course, a of very well known yeah. face she um, she she was also the face of one of the playlists on uh, spotify the women of indie india so mm. uh, she's kind of made it uh, she's she's hit it like she she's made it big uh, in 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 some ways and has a very unique um, music genre to herself like it, she blends her carnatic music with uh, you know the western influences she's had she plays synth and um, lots of jazz element and and she just makes good music and this is um this is a very catchy tune like a tune that uh, again reminds you of 90s um, i'm forgetting that uh, electronic um, yeah artist but but yeah there's so much uh, influence that comes from there and uh, as i was reading what she well, her her you know childhood she was in us for the first 15 years then she moved to bangalore and um, it just makes sense how her music is so uh, global in a way but yet it can't be put in a box um, but has influences from you know she's got jazz style she's got um, hip hop like like a little bit of hip hop going on um but then she also has carnatic music uh, you know like all of that and a very good carnatic vocalist uh, she she she's got yes, very she's, good uh, yeah she's classically trained in in carnatic uh, in carnatic classical music um and of course she 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 fuses that well with like her western sensibilities and uh, and and this new song shakti i mean um, the, the, the video's fun it's mm. about like you know uh, 
uh, young woman in school uh, having the pressure to be something but but the song is kind of about you know the, the freedom to choose what you want to be when you grow up in a way so it 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 felt very nostalgic actually watching this video because it it, it yeah. was touching on those innocent days of school days but also talking about something kind of deeper behind behind the fun tune the, the tune is pretty fun but the message is kind of deeper that you know the the pressure that one feels to to be something else you know um yeah so in in that sense uh, it was a pretty fun tune is who would you compare her her to musically you know whether it's someone in the indian scene whether it's someone abroad uh, who does she remind you of yeah i i am thinking of a song called teardrop uh, from from the from the 90s i wonder if you've heard it and oh massive attack mm. they did a teardrop and um, and the when she's singing i think there's a in her verse she there's a pre chorus or something and she gets into that uh, it's like layered in a way which which took me to which reminded me of massive attack's teardrop and i'm like oh <laughs> that's a little bit of 90s there like you know hey that's cool that's really cool and it's a bit haunting at at a certain point and then yeah she is very talented and very skilled you can tell like just from hearing one of the songs and the rest of her stuff like you know uh, there's a very cool song called marriageable age uh, uh one of her very popular numbers uh, i think it's from her first uh, ep autocorrect and um, yeah and and then there are full on carnatic songs that she sings um and you you do get that elements in this uh, song as well so so again like it's it's aditi ramesh blended in 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 a in a in a song where where she gives you everything that she is you know like there's um like like synth this sitar you know and then yeah so so brilliant song uh, i i'm sure uh, people would already know about aditi ramesh but 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 we had to pick her because her song is really unique and really cool so yeah well thank you for uh, picking this song and uh, i think we've hyped it up enough here is aditi ramesh's shakti transferred by unit time sampasang feminine energy divine imbalance at the root of the larger design you hold on to yours and i hold on to mine i'm tired of corporations only being interested in what i do on my chain everything we do is for the nice on your sides i'm just trying to live my life used by plants to make them seem inclusive used by activists when it's conducive damaged by the abusive objectified by the more a quest to reclaim our power sometimes feels elusive when we were young playing in the sun everything was just for fun we were blind to the binaries by which we are not defined we had it Judas is grow strong. We're all we want. 
freedom of expression Do what we want No more repression Yet we seem to conform to chauvinist Ideas of beauty, no stray hairs Anyways, big booty Or so we make it appear Make it appear Make it appear, so make it appear There is no wrong or right There is no dark and light There is no day and night There is no black or white It's a thank you to all the guests for joining us today and of course to all the listeners who have tuned in i hope you have enjoyed this episode please check us out on the chakkar.com and we are on facebook on instagram and twitter at the chakkar until next time chakkar ghumte raho <laughs>